Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. I have no clue whether rappers Drake and 21 Savage actually listen to NPR, but one thing is certain. They understand the appeal of Tiny Desk. So much so, they spoofed it and did it so well the interwebs lost its collective mind. What's up, everybody? Appreciate you uh, joining us today, all the, the audience, everybody at home. My name is Drake. On one Savage. And uh, this is our tiny desk. Let's get it. Yeah, let's get into it. Now, beyond those rappers' fame, there's something about Tiny Desk's approach that made even non-NPR listeners want to believe that video was legit. And right here in STL, there's a series called Sessions of St. Louis that leverages Tiny Desk's stripped-down, get-close vibe to spotlight local artists making some damn good music. Here to talk with us about Sessions of St. Louis, we have Natalia Parr, Creative Director of St. Louis Graham. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So set the scene a little bit for us. This is radio. What are the basics of what a Sessions of St. Louis set looks like, and what is that meant to do? Absolutely. Uh, Sessions of St. Louis is our Tiny Desk-inspired series, so it's a really intimate chance for you to get to hear the local artists of St. Louis. Um, It's, you know single cam, we sit down with an artist, and usually it's pretty stripped back. We've had some bigger bands there, but mostly it's just an artist doing what they love and sharing their beautiful craft. And how is it that Sessions uh, got started, and why? Absolutely. So Sessions started um, a couple months ago, actually nearly a year ago. Um, Our founder of STL Bucketless Lucas and I were sitting in Hilo Cafe uh, taking a meeting and we were looking at the wall and there's this west-facing wall and it has this backdrop that looks just like the tiny desk backdrop and we were speaking to each other and talking about the projects that we were interested in and I said it would be so cool to do some sort of tiny desk and you know I'm really lucky in the sense that Lucas is very encouraging and he's like why not? We should just do it. And so within a month, we had set up a time to film and Kinfolk and them were our first artists and they're an incredible local collective. And we filmed it and put it out a couple months later. Right. So that was the beginning. Absolutely. As far as partners or collaborators go, who have you worked with? You've mentioned STL Bucket List, which is kind of the, the home of this. Yes. What other organizations around town or even individuals have you talked with to bring this to fruition? Absolutely. Uh, the wonderful Kranzberg's Arts Foundation very kindly gifted us the space of the Hilo Cafe. Um, they were wonderful partners. Recently, we've collaborated with Master Camp, which is a local um, artist incubator series by the incredible mastermind. Mm-hmm. Many people know we've him. We've had him on yes. the show talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, he's absolutely amazing. And so we've spent the last two episodes, and we have one more episode coming out with Master Camp, uh, specifically focusing on those Master Camp artists. Mm -hmm. and also filming it inside his space in South City, which is The Gem. Yeah. Yeah. So it's The Gem and then Hilo Cafe. Yes. Which, and when you're talking about that backdrop, it's Mm -hmm. like a wall of books. Yes, and art. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So insofar as the locations go, 
Are you going to be looking for other places or will the home of Sessions of St. Louis be between these two venues? We've been open to discussions about doing it in different places. Um, We always seek to have collaborative partners in it. So if um, a partner comes to us or if an organization comes to us and they've they've got an idea or a space that they want to film it in, we're more than happy to to bring Sessions to life everywhere. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the most recent Sessions videos that posted to St. Louis Graham's YouTube account features singer-songwriter Alexia Simone at the GEM studio. Here's a sample of Alexia's opening song for the performance of A Beam of Black Light. Down a slide, down a ride Do anything for my people Through the years with sweat and tears I'm trying to fight to be equal I want to fly away like an eagle Turn us into slaves even though our blood's regal I never leave my people I can never leave my people One time, one time For the people, we do it for the people One time, one time For the people, we do it for the people Afro braids, bald head fades, weaves that's when you see us, eyes and lips, nose and hips, melanated to the tips. The things we can make, the way we create, how we bust a move, how we make a groove. The walk, the talk, the swag, the drip, copy and paste, but you can't do it like this. Down the slide, no, I'm down to ride. I'd do anything for my people. And that is A Beam of Black Light by St. Louis musician Alexia Simone. And we have Alexia also in studio with us now. Alexia, welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Hey, thank you so much for having me. So I watched the video uh, a number of times, and there is a a definite feel. Mm -hmm. How did it feel for you in that moment, performing in that sort of single cam stripped down uh, backdrop? Honestly, terrifying. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But that's only because, you know, you want it to be right. It's very intimate, cameras in your face, but it's really important to kind of, you know, block it out. What are Mm -hmm. you here to do? You're here to sing, you're here to provide the vibe give the performance so I think once I kind of got away from the spotlight and the camera in my face um yes it felt like home it felt very intimate it felt like just a good space to express myself so Mm -hmm. and it was just one keyboard yes behind you right yes me and Cutta uh Cutta produced the entire Avima Blacklight project all Mm -hmm. the songs that um I performed on my episode so yes it was just him and I like I said it's super duper intimate I usually would have like another band or a whole band I would have like the bass I would have the drums so very stripped Mm -hmm. if you will yeah yeah Yeah. no I mean compared to what I heard on uh, Spotify Mm -hmm. what I see and feel from the video Mm -hmm. and that intimate setting is so different Mm -hmm. now one of the things when Mastermind was here talking about his work and about Mastercamp 
he talked about stage presence mm-hmm. and what it is like as a performer to uh, to spend all this time putting together the music, mm-hmm. writing lyrics, but there's a lot of stuff kind of going on out in the crowd and sort of you know being mindful of that. Performing in that dedicated space, you said that it was terrifying. I mean, what about it was different from, say, if we had had that setup and there were there was an audience there? That's terrifying, too, because I think it was a little different, though, because when I'm on stage and, again, I have a full band with me, there's the adrenaline, there's the rush. I'm anxious. I'm excited. So it's kind of moving a little bit fast. So to finally be in a space where all the noise was quieted and it's like, okay. It's me. I'm here with myself. I'm here with Cutter. We're, we're about to do the thing. That's cool. And kind of, yeah, to get like really centered. It was amazing. It felt good. It felt real. It felt authentic. Um, so I appreciate having spaces like that because, yeah, a lot of people do have a hard time uh, getting on stage and kind of getting out of their body a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And it has been something that I have been working hard on over the last year, at least. And Master Camp was a huge part of me kind of like getting that confidence and kind of getting back into that. So. Yeah. Now, speaking of authenticity, you chose a song to close your session set that's highly relatable mm-hmm. to many people. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear some of that song, Can't Be Friends. No, we can't be friends Because you're so good And now I know Yeah, ooh, ooh, yeah No, we can't be friends, no so good, hey, now you know, now I know, ooh, 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 cause even if we were, it doesn't matter no more, no, no, it doesn't matter to me, say it is what it is, we didn't cross that bridge, cross that bridge, cause if we were, it doesn't matter no more, to me, doesn't matter to me, say it is what it is, Cross that bridge, no going back, no more. No, I ain't going back. I ain't going back no more. I ain't going back no more. No more. You know, I ain't going back, going back no more. No more. No, we can't be friends. We can't be friends no more. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah. No, we can't be friends. So that is Can't Be Friends by Alexia Simone. So Natalia, you've been sitting here, you were listening, you were there for the recording of this session. In hearing what Alexia has said about her experience. How does that capture what Sessions of St. Louis was created for? Yeah. Um, I mean, Sessions serves to be kind of a music catalog for St. Louis. Um, So we want someone to be able to go to Sessions and ask, you know, what does St. Louis sound like and really be able to look through and find incredible people like Alexia who are, you know, coming in and making beautiful music. Um, And I'm sorry that it was terrifying. (laughs) It was kind of terrifying. I'm just an anxious wreck myself, so please don't. It's the good kind of scary. (laughs) Exactly, yeah, yeah, the good kind of scary. And it was so beautiful, and she was absolutely amazing. And it was magical getting Mm -hmm. to be in the room with her because she's just so talented. Yeah. 
And with this, that song in particular, you know, what you were talking about, Natalia, about it being a sort of a St. Louis catalog of musicians, and then being able to maybe reach people that you hadn't before. Did you choose Can't Be Friends because it's relatable? Definitely. Okay. Um, and as I've performed it over the years, it's definitely been a song that people relate to. It's a good call and response uh, you know, song as far as it is what it is. We didn't cross that bridge. Uh-huh. I get a lot of that feedback, which is really cool. Um, yeah. Well, it is super duper relatable. I'm sure everybody <laughs> in life has uh, experienced that at one point. So, yes. And one of the producers, uh, Maya Norfleet, had the question, um, you know, what is the ultimatum there? So if we can't be friends, then what are we going to be? Nothing. Nothing? <laughs> we can, you can follow me on social. You can look on my page if you want to. But uh, stay over there and I'll be over here. This isn't going to work. I yeah. mean, you know, it depends. It and depends on how the relationship worked out, fell out. And you know, <laughs> seeing your performance of it also it sort of drove home. Um, it it sounds like a song where you are maybe trying to convince yourself, hmm. like as the singer, yeah, um, as much as you're speaking to the the partner yeah. involved. Definitely. What is one thing, uh, Lexia, that you came away from um, your overall sessions experience with? that you find yourself either thinking about or doing since? Hmm. The sound in general. Um, I think, to your point, you said when you listen to it on Spotify versus when you watched the session and heard the music from there, or even if you've seen me perform live and have like the full band, I think what I've always taken away from it and what other people have taken away from it is the sound and the feeling and to be able to create different sorts of feelings, different sorts of vibes and places. So Can Be Friends, for example, very upbeat, very hip hop, but kind of jazzed it up in the St. Yeah. Louis, you know, the sessions of St. Louis. So I'm like, okay, like this is cool. This can take on a lot of different lives right, if it right. wanted to. Technically, it could reach a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's really cool. That, yeah. That music can kind of be fluid in that way. Right. Yeah. And I think it was after the third song you said, this is beautiful. It's just kind of, no, <laughs> and it real. really, it so really real. was. Absolutely. Um, and it, like, it's, it was great to experience that. Now, as far as the musicians go, Natalia, how is it that, uh, that you select folks? And maybe as an example, how is it that you and Alexia connected to make that sessions uh, a reality? Absolutely. Um, The initial decision process was just we took a look at local musicians and, you know, I'm luckily in a space where I'm friends with a lot of these people and Kinfolk and them just made a lot of sense to be that initial episode. And then the first few episodes were just people who kind of organically either reached out to us or people who we saw doing something amazing and almost always on social media, we saw them doing something cool and thought, oh, my gosh, like they should be on a sessions, we should host them. Um, and then with Master Camp, uh, Mastermind actually curated these artists uh, mm. for these three episodes. Uh, first, we had Darkwood, then Alexia, uh-huh. um, and then our third artist, which we have not announced yet, but oh. I'm excited too. Yes. Um, oh, wait, no, we have it? announced it. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah Arion. Um, he's incredible. He's another local artist. Yes. Okay. I remember we. 
we did announce it, yes. Yeah. Um, and Mo, uh, Mastermind, actually selected those three artists, and I was very grateful when you picked Alexia because I've had, I've had the blessing of having her as a friend for a moment, and so oh, getting the chance great. to create a sessions was a really, really beautiful experience. Yeah. Not terrifying at all. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was amazing for me. Yeah. What has response been from people, Alexia? I was just telling Natalia, it's been so interesting from like family to friends, getting calls at all hours of the night from just family members like, okay, I just watched this. This is crazy. This is cool. I've never seen you like this. You look so beautiful. You sound amazing. Like it's, it's been really cool. And I think um, people who haven't seen my music, the following, I've gotten a lot of DMs from people I do not know, but they... Mm-hmm discovered me on Sessions of St. Louis. They discovered me on this platform and they wanted to let me know that they, you know, were really touched. They they felt something from yeah. what I was doing. So, mm-hmm. no, the response has been amazing. I'm super grateful just for the opportunity and to, yeah, have the platform to share my music in this way. Uh, Natalia, is there anything other than the setting that you tried to uh, to emulate when it comes to, to Tiny Desk or to to do it better? Yeah, um, we wanted to focus really on the musicianship um, and really put an emphasis on that. And I think Tiny Desk also does such a wonderful job of that. You know, you get that more kind of stripped back vibe and really focusing on all the musicians doing what they're incredible at and sharing their their beautiful gift. And I think that's the part about Tiny Desk that so many people connected with is that you've got these worldwide, massive, huge artists on this literal tiny, tiny stage mm-hmm. and in a very intimate setting and you really get to see them stripped down. And so that was the the inspirational part that we were trying to emulate. Yeah. And as we close here, is there something concrete, Natalia, that's confirmed for you that Sessions of St. Louis is doing what it was meant to do? Absolutely. We put out a post actually yesterday on St. Louis Graham um, because we're always looking for new artists. We're always looking for local people to have on our radar because it is an arts and culture community page. And so, you know, we're always looking to, to get new ideas and to hear people's thoughts. And we received, I want to say it's at like over 100 comments in a day wow. of we, we asked, you know, who do you want to see on sessions? Who should be featured? And seeing, you know, people who we might be familiar with, people who, you know, weren't even on our radar and getting to see our community share that information with us and share those artists with us is incredible. And for me as a consumer, not only as, you know, the St. Louis Graham page, but just as a consumer, it's fascinating and beautiful. And you're just reminded of how talented our city is and how lucky we are. Well, congratulations to you both. Natalia Parr is creative director of St. Louis Graham, which is behind the Sessions of St. Louis series. And Alexia Simone is a St. Louis native and singer-songwriter featured in the series' latest video. You can experience all the Sessions of St. Louis videos by searching St. Louis Graham on YouTube. Alexia and Natalia, thanks for joining us today. This episode was produced by Maya Norfleet. Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. 
Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.